0: I going to show you guys a new Net Gator, and I'm gonna open it for you guys. Look at that! Look at that! It's nice. It's my signature right there. It wasn't designed by me at all. I had nothing to do with this. The company that's behind this I believe in my vision and design some things and this is one of the things they designed. it's very great material I mean it's really good material made in USA The carl jackson podcast tonight is dietrich hatton night. <laughs> he's my guest i've been friends with him for a minute and uh i can't wait for you guys to see this interview a lot of informative information a big announcement is going to be made tonight about him and i working on something a uh, lot of good conversation tonight i really really was impressed with this conversation that we had. So we're still in the middle of pandemics. Everybody is doing everything from their office or their home. Let's get right into it, Dietrich Haddon. Welcome to the Carl Jackson Podcast. I'm delighted and excited that you guys are watching us on the CJC Network and also listening on all podcast platforms. Today, I have a special guest who I've known for years. We're going to get right into it. You know who he is. He's the legendary, iconic Dietrich Hatton, what's up, brother?
1: Girl, girl,
0: I'm your special, special guest.
1: Dog, we brothers.
0: We are brothers. We are brothers, man. Proud of my
1: brother from another mother, y'all. We How you doing? We did it. <laughs>
0: we did it. We made it, ma. We <laughs> made it. mama. we made it. We made it, ma. Made it, ma. <laughs> man, I am so glad that you did this with me today, man. It really means a lot because we go back way back. As a matter of fact. Um, I probably did the first few videos when you first started, uh, doing videos. So I got lucky enough to say I did some of the first videos, but now he's moved on now. He's to bigger directors, bigger budgets. No, man. You don't have time for me
1: now. (laughs) Whatever, man. Carl,
0: you did all my, for all my
1: original videos, you did them. Rain on me, Praise Up, all those videos, man. You did it. Uh, God didn't give up on me. I mean, we we were innovative way back when, man. I, and we were doing videos when it was not common for gospel artists to do big music videos because they were telling us we have nowhere to play play the video. If we do if we spend all this money on the video, where are we going to play it on the Bobby Jones Gospel Show? You know, right. all. <laughs> and but we were we said forget that, man. We got to do videos, man. And uh, and we partnered together and got it done. And we and uh, and people talk about it to this day, man. They say, man you you guys paved the way for contemporary edgy music and music videos being important to gospel artists. And, and so I'm proud to be a part of that movement and you ought to be proud of it too, man.
0: Man, I am proud of it. As a matter of fact, I was just telling somebody the other day, I said, there are three Dietrich Hatton videos that I think are like the best of all time. One is Rain On Me. I directed that one. Ha, ha, ha. But... Um, the second video was one that didn't get played a lot, but I got a I got an email from David Talbert, who directed the film uh, with Forrest Whitaker, this Christmas movie that he... Oh, I love that movie, too. Shout anyway, out to him. Yeah, shout out to Dave. He sent me an email, and it was the, and it was the video for um, Won't Stop Praying. And oh! he sent me an email. He goes, Doc, you killed that video. And I was like, he just sent <laughs> wow, i was so man. happy that he sent an email and he was basically complimenting me he had just finished directing first sunday the movie and it was about to come out like that next week and, an email and he but said Carl,
1: do you remember when we got talked about and scrutinized and rebuked the cigarette us the <laughs> kicked us out of the church because we left. We. I just. I wanted to be. I wanted the video to be smoky, right? I wanted to have this smoky club feel. Not that we were smoking. We're not trying to promote smoking, but we decided to leave that little incense and the little ashtray on the on the uh, Fender Rose piano. It's a whole vibe for me, you know what I'm saying? But man, they took that thing and they ran with it, and it actually. Added to my popularity, like Dietrich had not doing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> and when they yeah. really locked into me, like, no, he ain't crazy, he's creative. He's, he, that's the guy,
0: you know, that so kind of
1: helped with, you know, people checking for me.
0: That was the video that I got the most emails for. I'm, t- I'm serious. When Dave Talbert sent me that email, I was shocked because I didn't even know he knew me, you know what I mean? I didn't think he followed, you know, other directors right. or other whatever. So to get that, and he was like, that video. Is the beast and I'm gonna take, now. I'm gonna tell you my third favorite video that I did not direct that you did, and that's mm-hmm. I don't know who did it, but they killed the video and that's well done. That oh, video. I
1: make it to woo. I make it to I'm oh. not gonna lie,
0: that I wanted to direct that one. That was woo. Ooh, you would have killed that too. You would have killed it. We had yeah. the little
1: ballerina in the, in the in up under the bridge with the piano there. That was crazy with all the
0: smoke. That was a crazy. I don't know. I can't remember who did that video. Yeah, I don't know either. I was gonna ask you that. Who did that video? Because I don't, I don't remember. I, I remember shout I didn't out do it. Whoever did. it. <laughs> I'm not trying to take your credit. You did it, man. Whoever did it, I
1: can't think of the names. Oh, a guy named Damien. That video was. It oh, was. Lord, I need to, I need to I find out. And, I need to look that up so I can give him this credit and make sure I give him uh, a shout out.
0: And I would, you know, like I said, I. I give credit, even if it's something I didn't do. If they killed it, they killed it. In that video, he killed it. That video. Yeah, man, and that was a, that was a
1: big song for me. Well Done is a huge song. You know, I got some of them songs where if, I, if I'm there in concert, they won't let me leave the stage without singing those particular songs, and Well Done is one of them. Uh, 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 lost uh, 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 Sinner's Prayer is one also. Sinner's Prayer. He's able is one of those songs, you know.
0: He's there's
1: able there's a there yeah, those songs where you got if I walked out the stage and said, God bless you, and they said, No, we <laughs> gonna come back and sing he's <laughs> able, sing it now, <laughs> sing it.
0: You have people at your at your bus with guns and knives. I'm exactly. like, you gotta go back to that song. Man, he
1: didn't even sing, well done, man. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you on the bus trying to go to sleep, and he's like, You better go back on that stage and go back know. out there. But, you know, and, and that's, that's a good thing, man, you know, when I stop and realize, like, I've really put in my work, you know what I'm saying, because I can yeah. do a, a whole concert and not even sing the songs that people want to hear, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and still, people still walk away satisfied. But like I said, there, there are those few songs that you have, to, those are like career, you know, defining songs, and that's uh, well done is one of them.
0: Yeah, man, that that video, I'm telling you, I, when I first saw that video, I, I was I I went like this. I went back into my seat and I was like, wow, that's how you move people. That those visuals was right on time with those lyrics. It worked. Yeah. So tell me about um, I want to go go back to how you got started, but before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the first Blessed and Cursed movie. A lot of people don't know this, that I actually was gonna direct that movie. You remember that? What I was, happened? I, I, what happened was, we can't say on the air. But anyway, what, <laughs> happened, what happened was, I, I just wanted to, sh- I want to say that because a lot of people asked me, not now, but when it first happened, they were like, you his guy, why didn't you direct that movie? So I wanted to put on record. Actually, I still have the email where you asked me to direct that film. But wow. it was political stuff. You no know what I'm bra- talking about. Your huh? political
1: bull.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was some political stuff that happened, and I basically declined. I said, "You know what? I think Dietrich should do, you know, his this the way he wants to do it with the, this other group." But we do have a couple projects that we're going to be working on next year. We can't talk about it, but oh, it's
1: getting bigger from here, man. It's it's, it's getting bigger.
0: If they if oh. we could, if I could only say what we're working on, there's two major projects we're working on. I can't talk about it. But when I say it's fire, Carl, we like the bad boys of gospel, man.
1: We the bad boys. Jackson. Bad boys for life, bringing it back, man. When we do this film, uh, it's going to change the game. And and gospel music is ready to be changed. They're ready for the game to be changed because it's kind of flattened out. People, everybody just running around, singing praise and worship, but not being artists and not bringing the art to the game. And so I believe that there's a resurrection of artists that are coming back. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta we gotta be at the helm of it of it as we always have been, you know. And when so I, we I'm excited about it.
0: When I say Hatton and Jackson are bad, guys, Haddon and Jackson are back. Come on now, it's about to be crazy. That's all I'm gonna say. As a matter of fact, I've been getting emails. I just put like a couple months ago back, I said, hey. Great call with Dietrich, we got something cooking. And I got like, I went to sleep, I woke up, I was like, Dietrich is huge. I had so many emails in my inbox. Hey, I wanna be cast in the movie. Hey, when is the casting? When is it? And I was like, wait a minute, I just said we were talking. I didn't say (laughs) we were, I was like Dietrich, I didn't know Dietrich Rose like this. (laughs) But you know what, hey, Carl, you know what? It reminds me of back in the
1: day, man, when we used to dream and talk about all of that. You know right. what I'm mean? saying? Right. We would have those conversations about, man, we're going to make movies, man. This movie, we're going to do it like this. We're going to do like, you know. And to see, you know, those things come to pass, man, in your life and in my life, it blows my mind, you know, right. that that we were able to do it. I'm going to tell you how I was, I was able to do the first film, though, Carl. That's probably why you didn't do the film. It wasn't a whole lot of money in it. <laughs> uh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> so listen, man. This is my secret. I'm only gonna give it on your show.
0: Oh yes, exclusive, guys, exclusive.
1: Because I was traveling to LA, trying to figure out how to get the budget, trying to get these networks and these uh, film companies, rather, to to check for my film, because I felt like it was dope. It's gonna be something fresh for gospel, you know, mixing gospel with secular and all this kind of stuff, whatever. And they kept hitting me with, man, you go. That's about seven million dollars to do that. Six million. I got somebody got a budget that said six million dollars. It's going to be five, it's going to be seven, between five and $7 dollars to do what I was envisioning. Because when I sit down and I'm pitching something, you know, my brain is going, you know, how I am. I make it big and like, and we're going to do this. It's going to be, you know, I paint the picture. I'm an artist, so I know how to paint the picture. And they say, oh, yeah, you're going to need seven million on that. (laughs) And I'll be like, okay, can you give me seven million? I'm not giving you seven million. I got money over here. I can't give you that. Right. So Man, I just decided, I said, man, they keep telling me this, that, and the other, but I know I can get this film done with a little of nothing, right? So I took the budget from my record deal, and I invested all of the money that I was supposed to make use to make a record and put it in the beginning of the film.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So I started making the film by faith, and as we started making the film, I had enough money to do like maybe a week of filming. You're kidding! So as we were making the film, we had investors coming in, seeing what we were doing, and money was added as we went, and we were able to complete the film.
0: Oh my God! I did not know that. Wow!
1: And we made seven million dollars from that record. I mean, not that that movie. Seven million. Made a little over seven million. Yeah. Wow. So the money that they say I needed, I made, and I did it off a little nothing, man. Just wow. walking by thing. So.
0: Show you how- It shows you how smart you were, though, to feel, to know gut in your gut that if I do this, it's going to be successful.
1: That's what it's all about, man. It's about following the signs and following your gut. I I believe that God has given all of us everything we need to accomplish our goals. He put it in us. It's already in our hands. We just have to tap into it. A lot of us, we like to look externally for somebody to validate the dream that we have when you really need to tap into what's to internally and tap into what you already have, the resources. And something just clicked, like, why would I spend this money? Why would I spend this 185 around there, look around there on a record when people are spent, I get you, know, you know, I need to put that in the film. I can do at least a week and get this rolling, get this rolling. And things started coming together, man. And we made a movie for a little or nothing.
0: And what's crazy is, people don't give you credit for this, but I'm going to give you credit. You were the only gospel artist at that time, I don't know any even since, really, that also didn't just do a movie for yourself. You brought in a gazillion of other artists to be in a film that they that had, some of them had never even acted.
1: Yeah, it, it was crazy. It's safe to say this, Carl, that there was no gospel artist that had written produced, and directed their own film until I did it. Right. That's in history. Right. They don't want to give me that respect, but nobody had done it.
0: Uh, well, later mean. on,
1: it opened up, I believe, uh, Israel did uh, Church Girl, fell in love with a church girl, something like that. Or And, you know, I, I think Kirk had done done some things with some big film companies, like Lionsgate and did think... Um, well, he did the music. He did the music. He did the music for right. it. But he was Kingdom, tapping into The Kingdom into, record, right. Right. But I was the first to direct it create it, fund it, and walk out on faith with it and uh, bring other artists and debut a lot of the artists that we love today, they were in that movie.
0: Malley Music is one. all
1: big time. Valley Music
0: is one. And then Rance Allen, who just passed away, uh, I know for a fact, because I did a couple of his videos, and I remember him telling me, Carl, I just wish somebody would put me in a movie. And
1: wow. you were the only person that did that. Well, see, Rance, man, I learned how to sing, listen to Rance Allen every day. You know what I'm saying? I would try to match him. That's how I learned how to sing. So for me, that's the greatest vocalist, male vocalist of all time. So anything I could do for him, I would do it. And I hate that he passed away during the pandemic. You know, uh, it just broke my heart, man. And just, and it really let me know how serious this thing was, man, and you, you know? And so uh, shout out to uh, Rance Allen, and uh, yeah, man, so that was that was something special back then. And I was just able to do Blessed and Curse 2. So we're we getting ready to launch that. Um, uh, look like the deal is closing uh, soon. And we'll be able to, to announce and, and get that thing going. But it's all locked in, color corrected, beautiful, great. Just a great movie, man, just great. And it's definitely going to be a shocker for those that... See, one thing about Blessed and Curse 1, it has its own like, uh, audience. It's like a little, right. you know, it's a cult. cult. It's a
0: cult. Yeah, a Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's it, a
0: cult it, it, following it's... to that movie, man.
1: It is, it is. And so they're, they're excited about this next one. And, and, uh, I'm excited too. It's going to be big.
0: So, um, what you basically said is, is I was a dummy for not taking a back end participation fee. on <laughs> to her point.
1: No, you wasn't no dummy, man, because you know, you you were doing big things back then, man. And, and uh, we were evolving, and we, you know, we were we were evolving, man, and just growing, you know, in our business and 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 our creativity, you know, and uh, and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. All of our journeys, it's a beautiful thing,
0: you know. So let me let's go back a bit. I want to talk to you about how you got started in gospel music. I don't even think I know the story because the only story I know is the story that uh, one of the executives at Ty Scott told me years ago, but it's a, it's a vague story about how you actually was going to be an R&B singer and you went in gospel, but I don't know if that's true. So can you can you tell me and the audience that's watching and listening, how did you actually get started in gospel music?
1: That's a long story. Let me try to sum it up. Sure. I'm from Detroit City. And in Detroit, Detroit is known for contemporary gospel music. We have some of the top contemporary gospel artists, the Winans, the Clark Sisters, BB and CC, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, uh, uh, Witness. And believe it or not, all of them went to the same high school. And I went to that high school, Mumford High School. Oh, wow. They all went to the same high school. We all So it was an energy back then. And I felt like I had the talent. And if I, if you got the talent, you got to represent Mumford, and you got to represent Detroit. So in my mind, it's like I gotta be one of the best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If not the best, I got to be one of them because I have a legacy to 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 continue to uh, uh, project and 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 to build on. Right. And so that's what really motivated me to do gospel music. But during that time, so since you brought up the R&B thing during that time and era in that time, I also was feeling myself when it came to R&B music. You know what I'm saying? Because I always believe that you can make R&B music that it's not, that
0: Absolutely. won't send you to hell. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, they used to teach us, if, you, if it's not Jesus, 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 right. you going, you're to, hell. going <laughs> to hell. But in my mind, I've never, I never seen it that way. Cause I, like Stevie Wonder songs were great. Michael Jackson songs were great. It, it wasn't raunchy, you know, demonic songs they were great it was this great music al green and i studied all those guys so i actually was doing an RB record with tony rich tim and bob this is before tim and bob went on to make all these records the thong song and all this stuff for uh, cisco and whitney houston hits and boys the men hits this is before tony rich did his hit song nobody knows it but me we were all just in detroit vibing at the studio called sound sweet studios on puritan avenue and so I was the next artist up. They had a production company. So I did like 20 records, man, R&B records. And they, I don't know where all these songs are. They're in the archives somewhere at that studio or somebody got it, but that, that's some real, that's some real stuff It's great music, man. And, uh, and I was doing the record man. And I was say, I'm going to do this, you know? And, and we finally got a deal with Arista through this production company. And the night that I si- I signed the deal Done, I was supposed to get like 500,000. Uh, the deal was done, I signed the deal, we had notary and everything, it was a done, done deal. And everybody was excited, Tim and Bob, you know, they, they they produced half the records and Tony did some songs and this guy named Brown Mark who was a princess producer back then, he did like five songs, so we like, man, Dietrich Hatt is gonna be like the new baby face, you know, he's singing, you know, on high and everything. Man, I went, to, I went home that night, man. I really feel like I had an encounter with God. And it was like I had to make a decision, man. And, and God told me that there was more for me to say than just be singing about some girl, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. He has I put more in you than you just to, just to limit yourself to sing about a woman. Man, and, and uh, I, I remember that day, man, just like it was yesterday, man. I just broke down crying in my room, man. It was like, and it was in, at night, and it was like the sun was shining through my window, man. and God was t- I had a real encounter, man. And all I could do was call the studio and say, I'm not coming back there. And they could have cussed me out. They could have told me, man, I'm going to sue you. Man, we finally got, we invested all this money and all these songs and we finally get a deal through this production company and you gonna talk about you ain't coming back. You better get your, you know. They didn't didn't do none of that. As as a matter of fact, the lady said on the phone, she said, uh, she she started crying. because She was like, God told me earlier today that you had more to say. So she said, I knew that it was wrong when I had you sign the deal. (laughs)
0: Oh, wow.
1: That's a true story. She said, I knew it was wrong. She said, it was, it was just too much money for me to just pass up. You know, if you were willing to do it, I was willing to do it. You know what I'm saying? We finally got an artist signed to Arista. You know, it's not it wasn't easy back in the day to get signed. Nowadays, you do your social media, you got some numbers, you can get a deal. But back in the day to get a deal with Arista, that's a big deal. Like you own your way, you know? And they would invest real money in it. And yeah, man, she she just told me, man. And I never looked I never went back to the studio And from that point on, uh, Tim and Bob flew to Atlanta, moved to Atlanta, and they started working with uh, uh, L.A. Reid and and all that that company and started making all these hits for everybody. Uh, Tony Rich went to Atlanta. Everybody shipped up and went to Atlanta. He got a Grammy off. Nobody knows. And here I was in gospel music struggling. (laughs) Right, right. Because I said yes to God you know, for my life. And I'm not not judging anybody else. And this this is the crazy thing, Carl. I promise you, this is a true story. For about 10 years straight, 10 years, Tim and Bob, Tim Kelly, Tony and all them would call me every year, once a year, say, D, you better get your butt out here in Atlanta. We just played your music for this executive. I mean, these big executives. We, Man, I'm in the car with uh, with, with L.A. Reid. He just heard this song this song you need to be out here man every year they would ask me to come and i would tell them no y'all going to hell (laughs) i would say y'all gonna bust hell wide open y'all y'all some niggas you're selling out you need to come on to jesus i said your father's a pastor your father you're preacher. tony you i mean i would go off on them every year man
0: Wow. But they would always come
1: back. One I remember uh Tim calling me and saying, Man, I gotta deal with RCA. Done. He said, I just got a deal with RCA, and I need you to be the first act on the label. And because we need to put out all of these records we did. Cause they had a, man, the songs were incredible. Yeah,
0: they were we incredible. Had hit songs yeah, absolutely. that nobody heard. Absolutely. absolutely. And
1: and uh I just wouldn't do it, man. If they call me today, I say, what time? What time are <laughs> <we're> gonna be <laughs>
0: And where do I sign? <laughs> so let me, let me ask you something though. That's a nice pivot. What was in you that made you decide to just say no to that? Because was it because you saw what happened to other people that were in church that went to the other side, like C or whatever, or was it just, you just had a, a calling that you felt that you couldn't deny or you couldn't betray?
1: That's a good question, Carl. That's a good question because I believe it's a little bit of all of that. I believe it's a little bit of religion because I was living in the house with my mom. She was very spiritual, praying all day. My dad is a bishop. All they thought about was church, church, church. And I was the minister of music at the time. Right. So I was over the choir. But by night, I would go to the studio and record my baby. You know, (laughs) I was in the studio rocking out. Right. And because I was like, man, I can't, I can't, you know, I want to make world music, love songs, life songs. That's what I wanted to do. And I had that vision for myself early, but it was a tug of war. Right. But I still do believe that God didn't want me to do that deal at that time. It doesn't, right. didn't mean that he didn't want me to ever do it. In my mind, it's you don't ever do it because you're going to go to hell. Right. And as time went on and I began to make my way in gospel music and started to see how crazy it was and evil it was in the gospel industry, I said, wait a minute. Why would it's the same thing? It's the same it's the... thing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same evil. The same stuff you can get into over there. You can Actually, get into it right here, and worse because I you it's put worse. it on the front over here. To me, it's worse. Over here, you you if you you are what you are, you're doing what you're doing. The audience accepts you for you. Over here, you're putting on a persona of perf- perfection, but behind closed doors, you get invitations to do everything. I or, mean everything.
0: Are you sleeping with half the members of your choir? I ain't calling no names.
1: That too, all of that. So, as time went on, Carl, I just matured out of religion, right? Like life happened to me,
0: right. and when life began
1: to happen to me, I started just like weighing it out and judging it all, and 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 I had to find God for myself outside of my parents and that whole church world. And so that's why I say today, if you asked me to do a secular song, I would do it because I know that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Right. It's people that categorize the gift and it's men that pervert the gift. Right. But every gift comes from God. And so I had to grow into that understanding. And so now you can see me writing a song. I wrote, I wrote three songs for Usher's last record was A. Tolman. Uh, uh, you Decide, it's a song called You Decide, Say What You Want. And uh, I can't forget. think of the other song, three songs on there. I've been working with, I wrote some songs on Mary Jane. They're not out yet, but, but I've been able to write a lot of songs because I understand that this is a gift from God. That right. should not be suppressed by religion. That if he gives you a gift, the Bible says it like this, your gift will make room for you and right. bring you before great men. So if you want to limit your gift, what's going on with you son? What
0: happened?
1: All right, come say hi. Come say hi to my brother Carl. Come on, quickly, Denver. Quick, quick, quick. Come here, Denver. Just say hi. Hello. Say hi to Denver. Hey, cutie. How you doing? Just getting home from school. Come here, Dietrich. Say hi. You came with all that
0: racket, man. That's your twin right there. That's my twin. That is your twin. Hey, brother, what's up? How you going? All right, right. That's your twin. (laughs) He looks just like you. My mini-me. He's your mini-me.
1: But But I was uh, saying something that I wanted to get out before he came in and disturbed me.
0: You were talking about brilliant stuff. You were talking about how when you came into the maturity that you can't write and you just wrote some songs for Usher and Mary J. Blige and how those that moment in time where it connects for you that the gift God gave you and it's not just to be used one dimensional but that you can use it multiple dimensions
1: when God gives you a gift he gives you a gift to maximize it uh, for the world
0: he puts and you before
1: great men you were saying exactly he'll put you before great men if you want to limit your gift that's on you you can't put it on God God never told you to take the gift and go bury it within a church. Right. He never told you to take the gift and go hide and retreat within the four walls of a church or a religion. When God gives you a gift, it's for everybody because God is a God of all people. Every human being, race, creed, and color that you see, they were created by God. Come on. And the power of music and vision and film, it gives you the authority or the power to reach all nations, races, everybody. That's the power of, of entertainment. Right. And so I had to grow into this, this knowledge. Now you can't stop me, you right. know what I'm saying? But imagine if I had that understanding
0: 20 years Ooh, ago. Ooh, man, you would Or I had
1: the understanding, but imagine if I didn't have the fight
0: mm. from being
1: embedded in the church and being surrounded by religious people who couldn't see what I saw. So it was a lot of tug of war that held me back, you know, because in my heart, I'm like, okay. Then in in my heart also, I'm like, oh, but the world is waiting. But this person is doing that. Why can't I do, why y'all, y'all got to explain to me a little bit better because it ain't adding up. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's funny. I'm going to tell you, man, Carl, when I, when I realize you got to move on from just, playing church with folks and doing church with people and just singing gospel songs and church songs. And no disrespect to it, because there's a place for that. People need spiritual songs. I'll always make spiritual songs because I'm a spiritual person. I always share the gospel because I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but I'll do it as God gives it to me. And not just because it's a routine and a system that we're in. I'm not out of that system. I'm out of that. So if I want to write a love song, I'm going to write it. If I wanna write a song about life or pain, or like I wrote a song called I, I Can't Breathe to speak to what I saw. We all sing with George Floyd. I wrote it. Right. Nobody can tell me, Dietrich, you can't write this or that like they used to. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right.
0: And, and, but, and
1: uh, Go, go you, ahead, go you,
0: ahead. No, no, please.
1: Go ahead. I was about to say something. I, I was leading
0: up to something. I, yeah, Lord, you said Lord, it was something that you were gonna say. I was, I was, this one I'm gonna ask you. What was you finna say? Don't lose the thought. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Well, if you were, if you think of it, please say it, but I'm just going to add this interject this. I saw what you just said and just described when I was a child of the eighties and I saw Al Green could preach on Sunday, do a whole gospel library of records and still sing love and happiness. I saw how he still had the anointing even when he was singing love and happiness. It was so powerful. I remember seeing him in concert and you can't tell me he did not have some form of a relationship or at least an, an anointing. I don't know about his relationship, but he had an anointing to do both. Man, Aretha Franklin he, is another one. Aretha Franklin, if you listen to any of her gospel stuff, you cannot listen to it and at least not one time hear one of those songs and start crying and feeling. Man, let me tell you
1: something. I took my wife, my first date, I took my wife on uh my wife, Dominique, my new wife.
0: I got you. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm not even stepping on that, right? I mean. Uh, right. <laughs> I you you her know her. I know.
1: <laughs> right, right. I took her to the Nokia Theater to see Aretha Franklin live. And I couldn't contain myself, man. I broke out in tears when she started singing, uh, I ain't never... Love the man yeah. the way that I yeah. love you, yeah. And she sat on that piano, man, and I just started crying, man. <laughs> and she would look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "You don't understand. Like, this is Detroit. This is right, Auntie Aretha. This is right, the Queen of Soul. Right. This is gift. This is music at its best. He's sitting down. This is gospel. This is." Soul. This is, this is, this is everything that embodies who I am. This right. is what made me who I am. So I, it got so overwhelming, man, that I just started crying. And, and we were double dating with my with my boy C and his girlfriend, and they was just cracking up at me. Man. <laughs> I'm talking about I was tears, man. I was like, y'all don't hear this, man. And then I ran into Teddy, Teddy Campbell, uh, Tina's husband.
0: Who's the drummer? The drummer, by the way. The drummer. He was at the and concert. And a great singer, too.
1: Great singer. He was at the concert, too. And we When we met in the lobby, he said, man, I started crying when Aretha started singing. I never, that song. I said, I was crying too, daddy. I said, man, he said, man, people don't know that that's, that was it. That's it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, man, if I can't, you can't get me around some good singing, like, from the gut, and I don't feel something. You may get some tears.
0: And it's weird how people say that, that they sing and that's of the devil, but every perfect gift comes from above. That gift came from God. Comes from it's, God, it's, man. It's, it's your choice how you live your life with the gift and how you want to use it or express it, but the gift still came from heaven. It came from heaven, man,
1: and, and uh, you will go to Aretha concert, man, and you will feel the spirit. When the Holy Ghost hits, she'll go to shout. Right. She would jump up and start dancing on the stage and she don't care who, and everybody just get with her. All the white people, everybody, hey, we catching the spirit right now because she didn't care. She wasn't ashamed. And and I'm I'm glad you mentioned like Al Green. He was the blueprint. He was the blueprint. I'm glad you mentioned him because man, when I think about Al Green and Aretha Franklin and people like that, they were the blueprint, man, to show you how to navigate and use your gift in both the church and in the world, they would use their gift to praise God and to lift women up and to lift people up and to sing about life. And so they were the blueprint and the church fought them for that when they should have embraced them because we have so many talented people that are birthed within the church, but they're
0: called to the world. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. DMX is one of those people to me. DMX to me, and I say this uh, before he died, even, you know, so I'm not saying anything that I didn't say when he was alive. But to me, he might have ministered to more unsaved people than 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 the average Sunday morning church service because he went where they were at and he was living as they were. So he understood it. It's almost like he became one of them so that he might win them to Christ, almost in a way. And, uh, you know, he had to carry his thorn. He, he wasn't perfect, but God uses imperfect people to, to, to raise his message. And, and when you hear DMX pray, when you hear him preach, when you hear him teach, that was some, that was some God in there. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. He, we've seen him become a praying man. That's what we've seen him become. And his prayers were good enough for God. I think I put that on the post, like his prayers were good enough. Him just, just attempting to do what is right is good enough for God. It may not be good enough for religious people because you wasn't wearing a suit and ties and running around shouting and doing church stuff, but him just, you know, being, being willing to go in some of the hardest places, man, say, come on, y'all, we're going to pray. (laughs) You know that way they're going to cut up. They about to cut up, but he said, man, we need to be covered. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a man of God. That's what I consider to be a man of God. You know what I'm saying? Because and uh, I wish, man. I, I say, I say to myself, I wish I had known Dmx. Like I feel like, like I could have, you know, related to him on on some levels. You know what I'm saying? And help put Absolutely. things in perspective. And I think that's one of the reasons why I want to do what I'm doing. Right. Because I feel like my calling. It's to be there for people, man. Right. The people that the church disregards. Right. And the church that don't consider to be worthy of God or being used by God or having a relationship with God. I want to be there for people. You know, and I'm there for a lot of people that people don't know. You know, I have friends in high places, but I really feel like that's my calling, you know, to, to be able to show love to people that the church has shown away from. To put things in perspective and just be a spiritual brother to people, you know what I'm saying? To you know, I don't get a lot of that myself, you know. I don't so I, that. I want to be that guy that 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 somebody can count on, you know, that they can share something with and know that they ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It's right. right. And we're gonna pray about it,
0: right. and we're gonna
1: get you, and we're gonna get you delivered before your situation is exposed. We need more people, man, like that, that you can count on, that you can go to, an accountability partner, somebody you can that you know would be praying for you. If you tell them you got a drug addiction, they ain't put whispering and telling nobody else they're saying, okay, we gonna, you know, let's let's figure this out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna get you some prayer, we're gonna get you some help. I'm gonna go with you, I'm picking you up, you know, because we got to cover this, because the minute the, the media get a hold of it, it's gonna be a big old spectacle. But what if the church was more like that? People you can count on to cover you when you're in the midst of your hell, when you're in the midst of your stuff, when you're in the midst of your struggle. The church, what if the church was really people? That's who Jesus was, man. Right.
0: right. He was
1: somebody you could talk to. Right. Right. When you were yet in your sin, you can, you know, you can go to him and say, I'm struggling here. Right. And that's why the Pharisees and Sadducees had an issue with Jesus hanging with sinners.
0: Right. right. You
1: said they told him, "You hanging with them, you ain't hanging with us." He said, "Because y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all on something else." Right. But I came. Think about it, man. Sinners gave Jesus purpose because he came to earth for sinners. Mm,
0: wow. Wow. That that's was good. Was his reason for coming. That's good.
1: So That's when you think about a sinner, you think about somebody that give Jesus purpose. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Jesus even said it himself. You said those who are sick don't need a, they need a physician, but those who are not sick, they don't need, they don't need a physician. I came to help those that need help. Right. And want this love.
0: Right. That's yeah, man. powerful, man. That's powerful. Let me ask you something. So how do you feel about So looking at your career and, and seeing how you started in gospel and decided to stay in gospel and what, what inspired you to want to become a pastor? I mean, you have so many hats that you wear from being a filmmaker, from being a a singer. I see you as a filmmaker now more than a singer. This is crazy, but a filmmaker, a singer, an actor, pastor what what made you decide you know what i need to go on and, and become a weekly pastor and, and really start a church and really make this thing deeper what 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 inspired that because you did it in detroit i know you did that in your first right right you know, marriage or whatever but what made you t- want to continue and then do it out on the west coast
1: well i've always been groomed to lead people i'm just a natural born leader right um I've been leading people since I was like 13 years old. I was put over the entire choir, 100 voices of adults, you know, 13 years old. So it's it's a natural thing for me to give instructions and to delegate and to lead and, and give people vision, cast a vision and say, this is how we're going to get it done. It's always been like that. You know that. Right. And so it was just a natural progression. But I'm going to tell you what, man, I w- when I came out here to Los Angeles, and. I had my new life, my new wife knew everything and had new kids and everything. And I was just making more money than I ever made. I was fresh off of Preachers of LA executive, one of the executive producers of that one of them, along with Lemmy Plummer and Holly Carter. I was an executive producer of Fix My Choir. You know, you know, just, just, just out here relaxing in the sun and going to Disneyland with my kids every other day, just because, you know. Right. Uh, I would go and try to find a church here in los angeles like i purposely would just search i would say well, let's go to this person's church this sunday let's go over here city of refuge let's go over here and i never i wasn't getting what i was looking for
0: mm.
1: because i'm a, i'm more of a pentecostal apostolic guy i believe in healing and miracle signs and wonders after you give me a deep revelation of your knowledge i want to see demonstration
0: mm. come on right. i don't want
1: you to <laughs> right. talk about it. i want to right. see the pastor. On the street preaching, laying hands, winning baptizing people. That's the way I grew up. Like the pastor don't just talk that talk. He about to get out there and roll up his sleeve and say, We just talked about it. Then let's go do it. Win let's some so about it. Right. And, and it's almost like a that's the way I I was, that's the way I need church. Right. I wasn't really getting out that, that out here in LA. But I was still, I was committed to, I met my wife at City Refuge Church. And she was in the choir, so I met so I was going there, and that's the that was my go-to. And I was trying to convince Bishop Jones to let me just be on the team, you know, to help right. him because I I don't necessarily have to be the guy in charge. Right. I can be the guy next to the guy, helping the guy look good. I love that position, right? To where the focus and, and the weight of responsibility is not on me, but I can help lift some of that weight and make the guy, the main guy, look polished and clean, make it look excellent. You know, I'm that guy, right? So I was trying to get Mr. Jones, you know, let me, let me help you with this. I see where this area is here. Let me help you there. help you there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have any aspirations to pastor a church again, though, because I was done with church stuff. He looked at me and said, one day at church, he said, Dietrich, you got to go start your church. (laughs) Oh, wow. He said, what you waiting on? you should start your church.
0: Wow. And,
1: and, and, and when he said that, I, Felt like god was speaking to me through him at right. that moment right because i didn't tell you this part i was sitting on the patio of my house just relaxing and i heard the voice of god speak to me just like you spoke to me in that room i told you years ago when i was gonna go and do the r&b record right. spoke to me the same way again and told me dietrich now i want you to get up and go preach the gospel and I was like, no, I ain't going back to doing church. I'm going to preach the gospel through these movies, through this Nerd. television, through the you know like streams. I'm, I'm, I got it going on right here. I could do it in an
0: unorthodox way. I'm going to preach the gospel at Disney World when I get this ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> ride this ride 15 more times with my kids.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, the Lord told me, he told me, I'll take it all away from it, from you if you don't get up and do it. Oh, and wow. the only thing I could think of was my new wife, my new kids, my all, in, all my money. <laughs> I said, oh, wow. I said, no way. So I called my parents, man. You know, they still got the church there in Detroit, both the churches there. And I said, please let me come preach at least three days. Let me do a three-day revival. They said, come on. I think I was on the next thing smoking, man. I took my family, packed my family up. My wife took her down to Detroit and I preached three days. I think I had, they had one week or so to advertise, to let people know I was coming church was packed to capacity. I hadn't preached in five years, five or six years. Wow. And, uh, and uh, when I was up preaching, I knew that this is something, this is a part of me that I must do. I can't neglect it and I can't judge God for the things that people have done to me. So mm-hmm. people's lives were changed, man. It was a real powerful move of God, man. People, young people started coming back to church. It was, it was incredible. And a three-day revival turned into an entire week. So I stayed a whole week or so. When it was all said and done, I was on the plane. On the way back, I was like, <laughs>
0: That was
1: close. <laughs> I was like, I did it.
0: Lord, you, now let me go you back. Went to, to, you went to your bank app. Is it still there? Is it still there? Right.
1: <laughs> and I went back and I said, you know, I did it. And on, while I was on the plane, man, God told me, he said, no, the work is not done. Hill City Church, I want you to get more people. That are that are just like you, that have been uh, cast out from the church. They they messed up real bad, or they whatever for whatever reason they don't want to go back, you know. And God never asked me to do church the way I was doing it. He just told me to get up and preach the gospel and do what I called you to do. So um, that's one of the reasons why I started Hill City Church, man. And I wanted my kids to grow up in a church environment because that's the way I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I just really couldn't find a church to do it, so we have Hill City Church.
0: And Hill City is now, how, how old is Hill City?
1: Five years old now.
0: Five years, wow. Mm-hmm. And have you seen uh, miracles happen since you've been a pastor that just, like, mind-blowing for you?
1: Man, I can tell you some miracles that happened just in the last year within the pandemic. There was a lady, I started a midnight prayer uh, group we pray to this day at midnight every night. Oh wow. And for 1 hour, yeah. They come and they come from everywhere. From the north, south, east, and the west, man. We're praying. And I know people just from the prayer group. They they're they're part of my prayer team. They may, they may not be a part of my church, but they're a part of my prayer group. And we pray about everything, man. Anything we can think of, we pray about it. And uh we uh a, a lady, Valda from Little Rock, Arkansas. She's she had cancer and she was praying and believing that diagnosed her with, uh, uh, breast cancer. And, uh, we prayed for three days and I told her, go back and get another opinion. I said, go back. She went back, man. The cancer was gone. Wow. Completely gone. Wow. X-rays and everything. Wow. She came back screaming on the call. <laughs> wow. I mean countless. Let me see. Uh, Maybe a month ago, while I was preaching, I was moved by the Holy Spirit to tell people that this is going to be a year of open doors and there's going to be a door open each month of the year. Mm. So expect a big door each month. I've seen literally in the spirit realm, door, a huge door over January, February, March, April, May. And all you got to do is tap into it to unlock it. Wow. And one thing I believe is that you, one way you can unlock it is by some kind of sacrifice where you say, God, you know, I'm going, you know, push my plate back and fast a couple of days. So this door can be open. You know, I'm old school, man. I just believe that way. Absolutely. You know? Or sow a seed on it. Like right. sow a seed into something that's bigger than you. That's not just about you. Like right. what mission or charity or ministry that you can help to support their outreach efforts to help people. Right. Give it, do it. So I told people to do that. And a lady called me that night in the prayer group. In the prayer group, she screamed and hollered. She said, you told us to give a seed on a door. She said, and the moment I released that seed, she said, my husband was in a coma for three months. She said, in a coma, no response, unresponsive. She said, the moment I sent the cash app on your word, when you spoke it, they called me and told me my husband came out of the coma. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: wow. So, I mean, countless miracles like that as a result of, and I don't get no, I don't take no credit or no glory for it. I just know when people are doing what God wants them to do, you'll get results.
0: You see what I'm saying, Carl? Absolutely. I'm just, I'm mind blown at what you're saying. And I was going to ask you, as you was talking, I was thinking about there are times that you've given word. I've watched some of your sermons. I I just quietly have watched. There was one thing you said though, and it literally happened in my life the next week. Whatever you said, I forget what it was, but it was a sermon and you said somebody's watching and blah, 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 blah is going to happen. And it happened in my life the next week. Talk a little bit about how you hear God speak. This is like five years ago. This might like happen maybe five years ago uh, when you first well, started the church. How do you hear God and how long have you had this gift? Because you were doing this back when we were even doing the video. Right. I remember you, you know, you'd be on coming on set. I heard God say it, blah, 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 blah. And like, okay, <laughs> then put that light over there and, and do like I told you. I know I already paid you, so do what I can do. Exactly. But where did. Where did you hear? How do you hear God? And 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 how long have you had this gift?
1: Okay, I had the gift since I was 10 years old. I whole I heard God for the first time when I was 10 years old in my room and told me that I was supposed to preach and sing the gospel.
0: Right. I
1: ran and told my mother literally what God had spoke to my heart. And my mother put me up to preach the next week. She didn't let me study or nothing. She went and bought me a robe and bought me a Bible to go up and preach since God told you. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you like wait a Hold together. Let me pray a little bit. Of something. I'm ten years old, but that's the way that that's the way my paint, my house that gives you an idea of how super deep you know my yeah, that's my that's home deep. life was when it comes to church and hearing God and prophetic and things like that. So my mother, it started with my mother. She's a, a prayer warrior. She prays every night. She prophesies all day. And when I was a kid, I would just follow her and listen to her and watch her and watch the moments when she would hear God and listen to what she was saying. And it fell on me when I was 10 and I've had the gift ever since. So there've been moments, monumental moments in my life where I know God is speaking to to me literally like with literally with like an audible voice. And when usually when God speaks to me with an audible voice, like I'm talking to you, it shifts everything in my heart where I can't do nothing else but do what I just heard. Like nothing else matters anymore. I gotta go. Like when I heard God tell me, "You can't go back to that that studio." It didn't matter anymore because now my body, my life is responding to what I what I heard. And when you get an audible voice like that out of nowhere and talking to you like that, <laughs>
0: you 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 gotta make you know, you gotta respond correctly. So, what does it sound like? Does it sound like me talking to you, or is it like like the movies? I am God, Morgan Freeman. No, like what does no. it sound like? The voice of
1: God, to me, sounds like my mother.
0: Mm, okay. It's a, God will use
1: a familiar voice so you won't be afraid.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. It's a mixture of my mother's
1: voice and my father's voice, Bishop Hackman. Gotcha. It could be either her voice or his voice. Gotcha. But just to answer, just to make it a little bit more clear for everybody that's watching so you won't think I'm strange and crazy or whatever, like... <laughs> <laughs> I believe everybody have the ability to hear God's voice. Sometimes to, it's not always audible; it's it's in your heart.
0: You can feel it, right? Yeah, it, it, it's
1: it's that thing of knowing. And, I, I and hear
0: God. I feel I, it's a deep knowing that's faint. Yes, for me, it's,
1: it'll hit you like you know. It's in, right. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what we're supposed to do. Right. How do you know? I just know. It's in my gut. It's in my. It's in my shama, like the church folks say. It's down in my shando. It's down in my soul, right. you know. And that's how I operate. I go from the gut. I come, go from the heart on everything. So if God speaks, if I feel like something is in, on my heart, I'll be bold enough to speak it, and it always come to pass. Right. It's a level of faith in there also, because if you don't believe that God is with you or God is speaking to you, it won't work. I'm actually crazy enough to believe that I heard God speak to me in my spirit and he's given me instructions concerning my life. And I, I do what I heard or I'll speak what I heard. Right. I've been preaching for five years at my church and I don't have a book of sermons that I preach from. At all. i wait throughout the week to hear something that will inspire me. It could be something in this conversation that inspired me. And I'll say, God, what are you saying to me? to speak to everybody about this, that, and, and it, and, uh, I get in prayer like I do every night and I just begin to write down what's on my heart. I I begin to expound on it. And it's good to know God's word, to be a scholar of the word. So you can dissect what you're hearing, because whatever you're hearing, you should be seeing in the Bible. If you're Mm. hearing something Mm. that you can't confirm in the word, then that's some other voice, Mm. (laughs) you know, and you don't want to do that. Right, But if you're hearing something and you can actually confirm it in the Bible, uh, that could be God speaking to you. So is that
0: how you write songs? Do you hear the melodies, or not the melody, but the the lyrics? Do you like kind of, is it like a down load almost? Do you hear God speaking the lyrics to you? Or is it just a gift that's used you know you use the gift differently everybody's different so I'm yeah it,
1: you know right the gift of writing that is a gift so it's and it comes yeah it's separate it, it okay, just comes gotcha. it, it just flows man it's more like gotcha. catching lightning in the bottle you know what i'm saying like gotcha. when i wrote sinner's prayer i i heard that entire song in my sleep in a dream mm-hmm. the melody and everything i could have been dead sleeping in my grave i woke up singing it i, it I ran down to the piano, start playing it, recorded it on my phone or something back then. We had the little flip thing.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: and 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 I went to the studio the next day and, and recorded the song. And it became wow. one of my first yeah. hits, crossover hits.
0: Right.
1: Uh, so it comes different ways. Like I was walking around singing, He's Able to Myself, just for about four or five years. For about four or five years, I was singing, God is able to do just what it is to myself, humming around, just like. I kept hearing this melody.
0: Why didn't you read it? And when
1: I had the opportunity to record it, it just, it became a big song. I was like, okay, I had this song in my pocket.
0: <laughs> I, had, I had a check waiting for me.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's why I tell everybody like, man, you got to get out the stuff that you're hearing and you're feeling and you're seeing. You just got to get it out. You got to empty it out, man, you know what I'm saying? And just, and, and you never know what will catch on. You don't know how it's going to resonate with people but your goal is to get it out. As long as you keep it in there, God can't work with it. Right. But when you get it out and manifest it, think about this, Carl. Everything that exists first started in the spirit of someone's mind. Yep like the house I'm in, yep. whoever was the architect had yep. to have a vision of the design yep. of the house. And that came from inspiration from somewhere.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Right? Yep, And so he had to have the ability to get it to an, uh, 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 an architect who could uh, write it down and show you how to, how, what kind of screws, how it kind of bore, how the width and the depth of how to create this this house right and once you get it out of your mind and out of your heart down to paper or now on your ipad or computer or whatever now you can begin to operate and manifest that thing Mm -hmm. in the earth realm
0: right right
1: so everything that exists always started first in the spirit yeah a thought yeah i call it the spirit realm well that's the thought of the mind the consciousness right your creative consciousness And then, but the key that a lot of people don't understand that's most important is that you get it out. (laughs) It it can't stay here.
0: Right. It can't stay
1: here. It won't do nothing for you in there. Right. Sometimes you got to write it down so you can see it and begin to, that's when you can start building on it.
0: Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right.
1: That's that's a powerful thing, man. A lot of people are not manifesting their dreams but by, by not doing the first simple step is writing it out so you can see it.
0: Because mm.
1: if you can see it, you can create it.
0: Right. Period. Right. Right, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. Wow, this is this is this has been an incredible conversation. Let me ask you a couple more questions, and then we have this top five that we do when we wrap it up. I want to we ask you the top five things you like to do and foods and stuff like that. But before we get into that, I have two questions. There's one song that you wrote called "All," I think it's called "All Day Long" or something like that, off the praise. All and, day yeah. long. Yeah. What made you decide? I, I've never heard. Uh RB, quartet, and choir mix sound so dope as that song. What what did that idea come from to create kind of a quartet Ken Spiritual's music flow right. with, with 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 RB and a choir singing all those parts like that? Like how what made you think of that? Because this that, that song is crazy to me.
1: I love that song, man. you slept, slept on that song. But see, you're a music lover, so you can right. get into the, the other records, you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's all stuff that I love, man. I love quartet. I love choir. I started in the choir. I was a minister of music in my church when I was 13. I, I love choir music. I love choirs. I love R&B. I love soul, and I love gospel. And for me, it was like gumbo, you know?
0: Yeah, and, how do and- you fix it like that, though? Because that's like, I've never heard anything like that. I've never heard that before. Man, if you like, if you love that, man, I can't wait for you to hear the
1: new stuff I have, man.
0: Wow, because that's,
1: that's in the vein of just letting it all out, man. You gotta right. let it out, and and it's creating something. You look up and you've created a whole new genre, a whole new sound, something new, something fresh.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, and and I, that's what really inspires me, man. The idea of being able to do something nobody's ever done, or create a sound, or or mix this with that. I'm a, I'm like a you know, a scientist in the laboratory when I'm, you know, a man I'm a pull, a bit, yeah, pull a little bit of that and pour that and see what we come up with. And sometimes man, you'll come up with something so special. Right. And, and for me, it has always been ahead of the curve when it comes to gospel. So it's been my blessing and it's also been my curse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Cause I've always been ahead of myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, I've done things man way back then, that now everybody catching on to, <laughs> you know yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, no, so that's real.
1: But it's a beautiful thing, it's a beautiful thing.
0: When we did the, I remember when you said that, I remember when we did the Lean on Me, not, not Rain on Me video, when it debuted at the GMWA, Bryant called me, Carl, they're standing up, I can't believe this, this video is a hit, and I was like, I was shocked and laughing at him. Because he was right. so like, I can't believe it worked because we were all kind of like, I hope they buy this. Like, do they get right. it, what we're trying to do? And just to see that you continuously do that. Because that was your idea. I you know, shot it and created the, brought the vision out. But it was your idea, that whole storyline. Yeah, but Carl, well, we,
1: we, if we were the first to get the uh, fire department to come out. Right, right. Fire the holes, <laughs> man. It made rain. <laughs> I was soaking wet, man. I had a brand new... Leather soup, Doc. Leather, that got soaking guys. wet. That soup cost me $2,000.
0: Wow. Soaking wet. Soaking <laughs> wet. And I kept saying, keep going. I remember at the end of the video, I said, now hold pose. And that one just, <laughs> just... Pouring just, down on that like- hand, that stitched leather, man, that, that
1: leather that... That soup was no good after that. Down, down, down the drain <laughs> down the drain it was almost 2000 it was up there like between 15 and two if I, if I recall it was it was like i was like my suit it was a right. big deal everybody was like man you just paid all that money for <laughs> and soaked it
0: <laughs> i remember though i remember but i remember in the when i color corrected that video I was sitting in the in the studio and i remember when i first saw the first images i was like whoa no one in gospel has done this and i even got a call from somebody at bt and they were like we always know when it's a carl jackson video they said because it's always innovative it, it does not fit at that right point, fit their thing you know because format. right their format they're like we your stuff really belongs on the and B yeah. side right <laughs> So they would they will always go that's a car video. They would see it and they would go, That's a carl video. I remember one time I was watching one of their music shows and they had like five of my videos playing because they was trying to create that vibe that made it look like it was video song, right. or whatever that was going on. So you are the wow. reason for that. You're part of the reason for that, you know. We did it, man. We did it. You part of the reason for that. Okay, so we're gonna get into the top five before we wrap this up. Your top five favorite things to
1: do. Top five favorite things to do is, uh, before before the pandemic, I would love to go to a movie theater and sit down and get some popcorn with my kids, man. And, just, and I would do it all the time, every weekend. I'm a movie goer. Uh, I love uh, hanging out with the kids, period. Like just going to the field, running, exercising, just getting out, getting some fresh air. Um, I love eating, man. I eat at restaurants, all different types of restaurants. I love to do that, you know. Uh, I should be much bigger than what I am. I to say, be honest, where does it go? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because I love going to restaurants and trying new food and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, what else do I love doing? Doing the top five. I'm giving you the top five. Oh, I love making music, man. Music for me is not a uh, is not a chore. It's not. It's not just a job. It's fun.
0: i I'm, yeah, you I'm blessed late to be- today because you was in the studio today, right? Today. It's,
1: it's therapy for me. I love it, man. I love going to the studio, vibing out, just creating music. So making music, uh, and should have been number one, is uh, I love making films, man. That's, that's become the love of my life, man. Being able to uh, create the, the visuals, you know, it's, it's, it's taking precedent over the music nowadays, you know. Even when I'm making music, I'm thinking about how this would look. You know, right. if I sing it a certain way, what how I want the camera to and how I'm standing, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I'm always thinking like that. So I love, man, the idea of doing television or films.
0: Top five favorite films then.
1: Oh man. See, I'm I'm a big Eddie Murphy guy, man. Well, go for it. Coming to America, trading places is my favorite trading places. Um uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, of uh New Jack City, man.
0: Yes, I got Mario Van Peoples, the director of that movie, coming. I think I think he's doing the show two weeks from now.
1: Oh my god, I gotta yes. see that episode, man.
0: Yes, he's uh, doing the show. But New,
1: two weeks. New Jack City was a huge part of my life. Uh huge, um yeah,
0: huge, yeah, it was huge for me. Oh,
1: we're talking about movies that were a big part of your life, man. I was just watching Crush Groove. You remember Crush Groove? Yeah, Back I remember Crush year.
0: Groove. Yeah, that was Breaking a
1: great movie. all those movies. Yeah. I love all those movies about the the, the hip-hop movement. Yeah, you know?
0: man.
1: uh It actually created it a movement. Those movies did. You know what? Recently, uh, over the last, maybe three, four years ago, I think this movie called Prometheus.
0: You seen that movie? Prometheus. I saw it uh, a week ago um, in the hotel when I was in another city. That movie great is incredible, movie. man. Great movie. The, the, the thinking, the writing,
1: it, I, all the Denzel movies, man. I'm a huge fan. All of them. Training Day, all of it. That's all. And I love, believe it or not, I love all the Spike Lee movies, the old ones, like School Days, Do the I, Right Thing. The first Five. I call them the first, first five. five. All of those. I can watch them yeah. on a Saturday, get my ice cream, relax, kick my heels up, and watch all those movies. First Five
0: uh, Spike Lee movies are a beast.
1: All of them. All of them. Yeah, but yeah, I love movies, man. I love watching a good movie. Um,
0: yeah, man, that's me. Top five, uh, this is gonna be hard. But if you had to choose your top five CDs, I'm not gonna say artists, I'm gonna I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but your top five CDs, what would they be? If you had to go on an island and he had to only take five CDs, what would they be?
1: All the first, all the five guys record, the
0: guys. All
1: the first, the, the you know the group guy with Teddy Riley and all them. Really, I love all the albums. Are you serious? I'm. A, I was a New Jack Swain guy, man. So okay, that, okay. That that whole that's why I like New Jack City, but I'm a huge Teddy Riley back then guy. New Edition, any of their stuff.
0: I uh, Bobby Brown
1: went on the I tried solo to
0: stuff. Tell myself. Oh yeah, all of that. <laughs>
1: All of that, man. That's, that was good music. That
0: was an era, Doc. Michael
1: Jackson's all his records, but my favorite song one of my favorite, two of my favorite songs were Stranger in Moscow.
0: Yes.
1: And yes. the Earth Song. What about it? It was gospel, a little bit of everything. We Rock.
0: Was, I was just watching the Earth Song video. Mind blown how deep and innovative that video Crazy, was. wasn't it? crazy but here, here's what people don't understand rain. is that Andre Crouch did the vocals for Earth Song You that's lying. Andre Crouch arranging that's his choir that's everything and how I found out was I was talking to Andre before he died and we were trying to write a story we were going to do a movie on his life and he told me the story of how he got did the Earth Song and he did the um, Man in the wow. Man and he did the change and he said at the end of man in the mirror this is what andre told me he says michael was like i like it this is great he said the whole choir goes to the car and they get ready to leave and he said andre said "Mm, something is missing and they went back everybody went right back in the studio and they needed that one song that one word at the end of man in the mirror which was Change. change, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> he said that was done when everybody was tired, ready to go home, getting ready to go eat. And he said, Nope, it needs we need this one word. And wow. he said, They all went back in, Michael, everybody went back in, and it took them like 30 minutes to get that one word change. Incredible. That That's why Incredible. I want to do that movie because everybody asked me, Why why what, why why'd you, I said, Because he's he's gone and the stories he told me that you can't create, recreate that in a movie just with someone telling you, this is what it was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause it, it came from him, his mouth, you know? Wow. So yeah, Andre did the earth song, background vocals on that song. And so when I see that video, I'm just like blown away. And then the song stranger in Moscow, I don't think there's a better song ever written, ever. Period. A period. Than Stranger Than Mascot. Just a great song, man. Just I, a, I don't think there's ever a song I've heard that good composition wise, musically, the story, Sonically. Sonically. Visually, visually. I don't know of a song. I'm trying to think of a song that moves me the way Stranger Than Mascot moves me. I can't think of
1: one there was there was no song that's better
0: um, so but you, I, I didn't even get to my gospel artist man I, you know so your gospel that's my next artist your top five gospel go
1: uh the Winings live at Carnegie Hall.
0: That's a good record.
1: the most incredible record ever.
0: That's a good record. commission
1: uh state of mind. That's that. That record is impossible. It's Every song
0: on that record is a is a is a is a hit. It's just a hit, man. Or just to do
1: just all those great songs on on that. But any of commission stuff back then. Yeah, I was, but State of Mind was on some other stuff. Yeah, State of Mind. You got to even give
0: it to um uh, um uh, and the number seven for commission. The number seven record. I'm gonna love you. That record. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when Marvin joined the group. Secret Place, that record was a that yes. was off the
1: chain. <laughs> yes. Okay. You got to give it to Fred Hammond. Pages of Life, man. Yes. Fred. Yes. Yes. Pages of Life, that record is incredible. Number four. Um, complete albums. The Clark Sisters back, bringing it back home. I remember that record. Okay. That library, rec- I know. D- yeah. Don't, Mama, I D, Mama my limit D- 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 I don't understand. D- 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that record. Yeah. The whole record
0: was crazy. I was there. Yeah. For
1: that oh, recording. you was there? It was an audience. Yes, I was there,
0: man. Are you serious? Was- so Listen, you was I would wait, wait, never forget. So you was there when Rance Allen did the Trust
1: in Him song? When it came out, I was screaming to the top of my lungs. You probably can hear me in the crowd screaming. Trust him. I was right there on the second row in the front. I'm gonna try. If to find you watch it the video,
0: YouTube. you'll see me there. I'm trying to find that on YouTube today. Wow.
1: Uh, so that record was crazy. That was it Was crazy.
0: Now, the fifth one, last last one on that.
1: The last, the last best gospel album ever.
0: That's hard because you got a lot of people in Detroit from from Thomas Whitfield to Commission to you got a lot of stuff. You got a lot of heat. So I don't know. Yeah, but I'm
1: very peculiar about uh, peculiar about what I get into. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't you know, it could be. I would see what makes it hard is because you're saying the best album, the body, work The whole record's
0: got to be off the chain yeah because I can pick great songs. No,
1: no whole record. But the whole album is not too many complete albums. Back in the day, they did like, oh, Fred Hammond's Persuaded album.
0: Really? His okay. first solo record. The first one. The Grace song. Grace, everybody. Uh, that record. Grace, yeah, that one. Okay. No, that was the second one, right? That was the
1: second one? Persuaded. <laughs> no, That's the first one. No, that was the okay. first one. Persuaded. That album was crazy, man. I gotta listen. I am persuaded from day to day. That's when Fred, you know, everybody, what you gonna do without commission? You know, what's what you doing, man? He came and killed it with his first solo record. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you another album that people sleep on, man, They slept on, rather. When Keith Staten went solo Woo! and Michael Brooks did his whole album. Miracles. That record is crazy, man. Miracles. (laughs) Jesus is the way. All of that. All of that. Because of you. All of that, man. All of that. I played it like crazy. People sleep on Keith Staten, but he's one of the best voices. I mean, like rich,
0: quality voice. Just. I'm going to say something that you don't have to say. But to me, when I was growing up, Keith Staten, to me, was better than Marvin Wines. And that's saying something. For me, that's how obsessed I was with Keith Staten. And I heard I'm going to tell you something. Fred Hammond told me this personally years ago. He said, I used to be envious of Keith because Keith's voice was so silky. He said, I could, could not get it. How is it that he could do this and I couldn't? And Fred told me that. Well, let's be. I gotta. I,
1: I may agree with you just a little bit, cause I'm a huge Marvin wine and I am fan. too. Nobody's He's like the sensei of all vocalists. That's but what I I'm like saying. Marvin, because, I, but when when you look at Marvin, you look at the complete package live. How he's communicating with the audience, his his, his squalling and being able to be a crooner, all of that. His voice had was limitless. Well. It was limited because he didn't have the high range, but he he was limitless in the lower ra- register. And so we went into it. This was before all the men was trying to sing high. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. We we went into this era where we got to just go sing up in the sky. Right. This is when men sounded like men you know
0: what and what not saying? like tone eight. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm starting something. I'm mean. I'm being mean. I'm just being mean. Now Tony is a cold blood cold man. He cold. Super Tone cold. Is
1: cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Marvin brought that resident sound and the confidence that you've never seen in an artist like that man. To rock a house even when him just communicating and talking to people. So I give Marvin that he's all around. But
0: see that's great. But see that's why I said Marvin once cuz nobody tops him, right? But right. I'm saying in my mind, that's how dope Keith Staten was to me. No, and I agree with in you in my mind when it comes to
1: vocals and the, yes. that rich tone, he's second to none. He's, he's up there with none. he's up there with Marvin. Yeah, right next to Marvin. Yes,
0: period. he is. Period. Yeah, and a
1: lot of people don't want to give him his respect to give him his credit because he just didn't come te- he didn't keep going with the records. I don't know why. He didn't just keep making solo records because he was on to something with that album and that album was incredible you know and uh, i just wanted more and more and more and more and more of it but uh, you know i guess he took a break and decided to do whatever he did but it still doesn't take away from his legacy and what he ac- accomplished with commission and what he did with the solo record Keith Stating is one of the greatest to ever do it period
0: greatest period and i said i said i spoke i speak for me he's on let me speak m- for me i was Keith was my
1: guy in commission. Everybody went to Fred. They loved Fred, but I, Keith was
0: my guy. Yeah, Fred wasn't my guy. It was Keith for me, too.
1: Even though that, no, no disrespect
0: Mitchell. to Fred. Fred, and Mitchell. Fred and Mitchell. No disrespect to you, man. When you know no, we love no, no, everybody, no, no, loves no. no, you. But we we're being in, in, in we're a group. Just, we're, we're being fans right now. We're not being right. right.
1: But in the group, you have your favorite singers, like in new edition. It was Ralph Transvant. Right. Or, or and we Johnny. Hill yeah it right. came along you know what I'm saying but for commission it was for me it was Mitchell Jones Mitchell. And the way he
0: crooned yes his
1: vocal and Keith and it was Keith State they did it
0: for me and Fred and I'm saying I'm like I said shout out to Fred because he told me this years ago that Keith was like the guy for him like he was trying to live up to Keith that he told me that so I'm not saying anything that's disrespectful because I think he sees Keith the same way.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I just hope that one day he can get his respect yeah. and get his flowers yet while he yet lives, you know?
0: Well, this is going down in history, Dietrich saying it. So at some point, it's going to be known that Dietrich hadn't said that Keith was the man. Let me ask you this. Uh, top five uh, songs. If you could come up with top five gospel songs, what would they be? Top five songs. I'll be
1: praying for you. Andre for you all your hopes and dreams. Crystal Murder,
0: Yes, sir, man. That's that, that Wonder song. on harmonica. And
1: bow down, bow down.
0: Another Andre Crouch.
1: Bow down,
0: bow down. Yeah, Andre didn't play. All of that back then I'm was trying crazy. so desperately to get an interview with Bill Maxwell, and he don't talk to nobody. But anyway. Uh,
1: uh, I belong to, you, to Rance room, I belong. Rance Allen. To you y'all alone that was R b
0: That's R&B before,
1: that was and b gospel before we went there
0: <laughs> Shout out it to, was cold man. Shout out to Rance Allen's library of work from 1970 to 1985. Crazy I, Yes, that's a movie that is a complete soundtrack to a movie. But anyway. Oh, one of my favorite
1: songs in the whole wide world is uh I must admit, you know that song I thought I had it under total Minus. No Minus. control. Minus. Man, that's my song. Straight in my life again. That yeah, that song is incredible. Yeah. I'm not gonna just lie. you hear what he's saying. Yeah. Not to mention now that I'm on Marvin, his solo song, man, was incredible. Thought you need to know. Oh,
0: Hurt so oh,
1: many song. nights, hurt so many nights, cried so many hours.
0: Ooh. Cold man, that song. I said, man, he needs. That to just whole record right is off the chain, though. If you listen to it from start to finish, that whole record is off the
1: chain. I tried to let you know, I tried to let it go,
0: but I did not You just just don't want to know. Yeah, man. I came to you in love. In love.
1: I came to you in earnest. (sighs) Who thinks of
0: that? Who thinks of that? (laughs) Who thinks of those lyrics? (laughs) Trying to get it right. Trying to get it right. Oh, my God. You See, you messing me up right now. You messing me up.
1: See, Marvin, you talking about songs. And let me He's just the, say this: Marvin is the
0: greatest songwriter
1: gospel of all songwriter ever. time.
0: Of all time. Of all time. He Period. probably he probably would say Andre Crouch because he listened to Andre a lot. But I'm gonna say Marvin Winans get that one.
1: No, he gets that. He, he got it. He. Got I'm gonna it.
0: say Marvin Winans gets that. When he wrote 1000000s
1: didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. That's a wrap. That's a rap. <laughs> it's a rap. And it's when he rap. did uh,
0: uh, "Ain't No Need to Worry" with with uh, Anita Baker. With,
1: uh, Anita Baker. That's just.
0: It's Done. A it's Done. a rap. I, I, the, the, the one, the Marvin wine and his penmanship is just, yeah, I, he on something else. Yeah, he's an alien. He's an alien. Yeah, here. He, he's he not from here. If you if you think you're gonna compete with him, you just mm. forget
1: about it. Just forget about
0: it. Top five Dietrich Hatton albums. That's hard because you got a lot of good records. You got right. a lot of good records, Doc. So that's gonna be hard. Chainbreaker. That show that that's that's still a hit. That started it all for me. Chain and Breaker. most and I and I read some of the comments and blogs over the years. Chainbreaker still like the the classic for them. That's like they still think that's the one. Man, I when I met Jay. That's your thriller. That's your thriller. Right, right. Zay Tobin said, man. That's all
1: I listened to was Chainbreaker. That's, That's all I watched truth. on the VHS. He said, Chainbreaker, man. That's what he said. I grew up learning your music, listening to your music from Chainbreaker. Had a lot of hit songs on there, like Anybody Here, Hold On To Your Faith, Don't Let Me Fall. It was a record full
0: of hits, man. That's Chainbreaker. That's your thriller, as I keep saying. Yeah. That's your thriller record, man.
1: The next one I would give it to, I would give it to uh, Lost and Found.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Uh, cause it has center's prayer on there.
0: Yep. The that on there and the there. And that on there. And resting places on that too, right? Yes. That should have been a video that one. We should have been, we should have yes. did a video to that one. I'm thinking about still doing it, man, because you it's such a timeless Hawaii. piece, Huh? It's such a, a timeless piece, man. We can still do it. Maybe we can do it in that thing we're talking about. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that would be crazy! A remake, That's, a, a resting place on a. You ooh, see now the way it would be see? done now. You see, <laughs> and with the idea that you you know you doing. Right. It?
1: Okay. So I give it to. So we said Chain Breaker, uh, Lost and Found. Yep. I gotta give it to Seven Days, man. Yeah. Tim and Bob record. Yeah. That, that record is so like I futuristic.
0: Out to. Uh, Demeter for that, with y'all did that duet with uh, Don't Go. Woo-hoo-hoo. Ooh, that was crazy, man. That was crazy. That almost, beca- just a little trivia for y'all, that almost became a video because we, you and I were talking about doing it, and we were going to do it kind of like a, a play where you guys are sitting at the table. We were going to do this like this. I remember we were talking about doing a rotated camera where you mm-hmm. and her were talking, and but we could never get the budget for it. but. <clears throat> <laughs> Ain't no money boy. No but that 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 seven days and my daughter when she was first born, um, not when she first born, but when she maybe a year and a half, she would always do this to my computer. And I go, why what you want to hear? She wanted to hear um um uh uh you're my salvation, you're my salvation oh, yeah. Uh Start that. He would be like would <laughs> sing that song every day.
1: That album, man, was so cold. That was one of my best works ever. Ever. Got to give it to. Got to give it to Church on the Moon. I won a double award for Contemporary Album of the Year for that yep. one. Had well done is on there. Mighty God is on there. Uh uh power, just a record full of hits, man. That was a great season for me. Uh and I gotta give it the fifth one, my fifth favorite. Now now just mind you, I love them all. So everybody right, right. know that. Right. I wouldn't put it out if I don't love it. But my favorite of all time was this last one that I just put out that didn't really get the push because of the pandemic hit. But if you go and listen to that album, man, I got hits huh. on there like open door season that went to number one for four consecutive weeks. Open door season. Gorilla Faith. Uh He's Able, the the, the with the Lost Verse on there. Uh, the song called Complete Me, a song called Every Time. That album is probably one of my best records in a long time.
0: We actually played,
1: didn't get
0: the, uh, we actually played well, I was just gonna say we actually play the Gorilla Faith video on CJC at night when with the other videos. That that's that song is If you
1: listen to the whole album, you'd be like, this album is on some next level. It's up for a sell award uh, for sell awards. Uh, Well, the nominations are coming in. I think we'll know soon. But uh, if that record ain't album of the year, I'll be upset because when I think of album of the year, right, I think of the body of work,
0: Mm -hmm. right? I don't
1: think about one song. See, that's what gospel do. We get on one song, right? and And that's it. And we right. just think that's the best album, and it could the album can be trash. Trash, right? And I mean, you only got one hit song. See, right. I'm from the era and time where every song, right, has to be special. Period. Right. right. Period. Whether you whether you think it's a hit song or not, you gotta right. say that song,
0: right,
1: is special, or else it don't go on the record. You know, I record like 40 songs, right, each time, oh, and wow. the you 10 like my- best songs, the only the 10
0: best make the album. So you like michael jackson with this
1: i don't know about that but
0: well he does no he does the same thing he does like a hundred songs per record and then he picks the best uh 10 songs
1: that's the way it got to be done man made the best song win that's how i think made the best song win so you have and a lot
0: of stuff no one's ever heard like prince oh man we've been
1: talking about doing a from the vault records to ah. release them uh and not to mention all the 12 years out when i was on rca barity at the time and they got tons of songs unreleased songs and i only I've been with E1 I just my deal just was up now but I've been with them for like maybe three four years they got tons of songs because I, like I said I record like 40 some songs per album you know yeah only the best ones make it
0: wow yeah. Jeez, oh man okay top five uh, we got three more top fives top five favorite foods
1: Oh man, I'm I'm on Jamaican food, man. Jerk, chicken, jerk, everything. So uh I'm I love spaghetti. I'm old-fashioned spaghetti. Uh I'm a pizza guy too. I eat pizza all day, every day. Um I love a good steak, man. And I love to go to Ruth Chris and sit down and eat a steak. I gotta stop doing that. I think the pandemic was good for me because I stopped going to eat red, red meat and all that. Uh, but uh I said spaghetti, I said uh, pizza, I said Jamaican food.
0: So one I more.
1: Said, uh and since I've been here in California, man, I love to go
0: to Cholos and eat uh, Mexican food. Yeah, I've been saying the best Mexicans out here, right? Yeah, that's I, I yeah. love it. I, I can eat that
1: all day, every day. Uh-huh.
0: Top five places that you visited any country. It doesn't have to be any, it doesn't have to be just cities in the United States. It can be any country. Cause you've been in a lot of countries too. Uh, top five places well cities countries or places yeah
1: man something happened to me when I went to Kenya Africa man mm. and come to find out most of my fans are from Kenya Africa they, they buy my records more than any country more than any state in, in America all my are fans are serious?
0: there. serious wow yeah man
1: it's on it's documented like when you see, you know, they give you the paper, they give you the data to let you know where you're really strong in what countries or whatever. And Africa is where I get the most support and record sales. And they love me out there, man. But when I went to Kenya, man, I can't explain it. I was in the open field there, man. And I was I was doing like a sound uh check before the concert. And something I had a I had a spiritual experience there, man, on those grounds.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so Kenya, Africa. Uh, uh, one of the top five places I like that I've been is Germany, all throughout Germany. Not because I like it, because I didn't like it. <laughs> I I hated it, man, because it was just so spooky and yeah. the food was just so
0: yeah. uh, not good. It, yeah. was, it
1: wasn't good, man.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'll never forget Germany. I toured all the, the army base bases there. Uh, so I went to all those and did a concert at all of those um uh top places man i love to go to i love to go over to disney world man i love to take yeah. my kids to disney world man it's like you know i love hanging out in vegas i love that vegas is like a grown folks disney world it is. you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and i'm living in my favorite place man to be honest with you california Right. I love it. Here. Ever since I've been here, I never look back. They always tell me, Did you, when you come home to Detroit, I said, never. I never <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm coming. Never. Man, with the weather year-round, once you yeah. get past the little earthquakes, the little tremors, yeah, right, and, right, then, right, right. And, right. and maybe the potential wildfire, you know, you know, get past that, the smoke, you know. California is the best place to live, man.
0: You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm right down the street from you, San Diego. And I I love, I loo- love it,
1: man. Love I love it. it. There's no better place. I will never go anywhere else. I'll always be in California.
0: Top five things that you like about your wife, your new wife, your new family, your new thing. Top five things you like about the wife.
1: Oh, man. She's uh very beautiful inside and out she's very highly intelligent she has two degrees she's very in tune with my vision
0: mm, that's so important yeah
1: she's in tune she helps me she's actually the executive pastor of our church so she really runs the church the business of the church man and, and our we run our church like we're a mega church has been around for 50 years right i mean our our we got it together here at our church man uh and she's the reason why we we're 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 tight like that. Um uh f- five things I love about my wife. Two more. Two more things. You've
0: done three already.
1: I, I said she was smart, intelligent. Uh Two oh, I reasons. love I love the fact that she's not uh your average first lady. Like she's very outspoken, she's she's very uh bold. And she don't care what people think about what she feels. She feel like she has the right to. Uh, she owns her independence, right? And she has the right to speak and 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 have a voice. I love that she's a strong black woman. I love that. That's you know, amazing. she's not she's not weak. She she don't care. You know, right? I love that man. In uh, the final, she's like the greatest mother ever.
0: Mm.
1: I was like, you you've done this before because you're so perfect at it like everything she does is perfect she knows exactly what to do when to do it where I'm fidgeting around them, should I do this what should we do she already knows she's just like it's natural for her man to raise kids and, and to mother our children so she's just the best mother ever man so
0: and the final top five to find your top five you you are you are the immaculate trendsetter dresser so your top five designers if you have them Right now, I'm on some Scotch and Soda, man. You know Scotch and Soda? I've seen their stuff, but I I, I don't know the style like I knew like a Tom Ford or something.
1: Yeah, it's all London based. It's yeah. Just, it's just, the way they, they have mixed one the
0: store t- here in San Diego in the Fashion Valley.
1: Yeah. You should go, man. You should go because they're on something. They they got this unique thing going on that that you don't see most people. People are not they they're not tapped into it yet. OK, but once they get catch wind of what they're doing, you're going to see scotch and soda everywhere. But it's definitely London based. also. Um, uh, uh, top five, top five brands. Um, I'm not really big on the Gucci stuff and the Louis stuff, man. So you don't
0: really have designers you follow like that?
1: I don't. I don't. I'm more of like what I see. And it's more of a feeling for me. It could be some yeah. old cheap thrift
0: So you do vintage, right. You'll do whatever. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. That's me. That's me. I can go to a vintage store and, and, and come away with something that's that, you know, spectacular. A thrift store. I love thrift shopping. You know, stuff right. that,
0: yeah. So you got to do that one. So we'll just end it with this. So what if when you get to heaven, what do you hope you hear God say to you?
1: When I get to heaven, I gotta hear well done, man. I've been singing it for years. <laughs> I better hear him say
0: well done. I better hear be- him say right.
1: <laughs> after singing all all these years and getting p- other people saved, I need to make sure I hear him say well done.
0: You don't want him, you don't want to hear God say uh the password is incorrect. <laughs> right. Oh Lord, I'll be like,
1: wait a minute, I've been singing all these years, well done, and that wouldn't the password.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Man, I appreciate you doing this with your brother. Uh, we got to do this again. Maybe when we on set, we could do another one when we on set, yes, sir. And I appreciate you, man. I look up to you. Um, i look up to you for your style, your vision, uh, how you've been able to keep it moving. We didn't even get into your television stuff because I mean, that's so big. I think everybody else knows about it, and plus, everybody asked those questions anyway. So, I didn't want to go right. there, but but I'm proud of you for what you did in television. You probably did more for the kingdom and secular television in this time than any other artist that I can think of, even though you got beat up a little bit and got some scars from it. But um, just your incredible vision for music and your ability and your uh, belief in me to trust me with your visions over the years and even the new stuff that we're doing. So I appreciate you, applaud you, and thank you, my brother, for doing this.
1: Carl, you the man, man. Anytime you call me, I'm there, bro. I can't wait to get started on, on our project. So get ready. Let's do
0: it. It's right. Jack- the Carl Jackson Podcast. Until next time, you guys be blessed. Peace. Thank you, Dietrich Hatton, for doing the show tonight. I appreciate it. It means a lot. We've been friends for a minute, years, and we are innovators. And to see us at this stage of our life has been quite exhilarating. Peace.